This is Three Beers In, Middle-Aged Dads Rambling About What Middle-Aged Dads Ramble About with Big John, The Voice, Double B, The Pope, Calendar Mike, and Huck. And now, here they are, Three Beers In. <laughs> Gentlemen, how are you? We're back. Yes. We are back. Episode two. Long Episode break. two. Great news. Great news. The Nielsen ratings came back and the network loved us. <laughs> oh, great. They did. They signed, I'm telling you, they signed What's us. his first name, by the they, way? They signed us to a, they signed a, a multi-episode deal. A prime time slot? Uh, well, I'm working out with the Nielsens. I don't know them well, but so, and I don't know how they got that gig. Anybody, we'll be opposite the infomercials on the other yeah, channel. What exactly? Does anyone know how the like got that gig? Like, like did, I did. did I, so, I used to be a Nielsen Raider. What did somebody from the network like show up at their house one time and say, um, "Hey, uh, we had an appointment next door to Thompson's, <laughs> and they're not home." So would you mind looking at like looking at this tape and listening to it and here's my card and giving me a I was a Nelson a Nielsen family for groceries. They sent me a barcode reader and I had to record everything I bought when I came home from the grocery store. This is before he was a sneaker reader. And reader. then I would have to uh, and this is the old days, you'd have to call a number and then the the reader would transmit through the phone line of what I bought that week. And I did this for like a number of years. Oh, I thought you were going to say you were rating like, you know, TV shows. No, I was rating what I was, I was giving them what I was buying from the grocery store every day. Wow. Would you get a new Chris Dollar? Really, did you get a you Chris Dollar in the mail? Well, <laughs> They would mail you a $5 bill occasionally, but you would get points. And I had a telescope from them oh at one gosh. point. Everybody needs one of those, a $5 bill and a new telescope. (laughs) Imagine what kind of weekend you could have with just those two things. Well, but somebody does that. They keep up with what are you buying at weekly, and I was one of those people for probably about three or four years. They stopped after you finished. Well, (laughs) I broke the curve. They said, what? People aren't buying this, really? They loved us. What can I say? (laughs) We're on a roll. But we're opposite the infomercial, so we got a good time slot. Exactly. So I know a lot's been going on since our last uh, episode. We're getting close to the holidays, and I know we got to get a lot. You know, we got a lot going on. You got to get a lot off your chest. Pope, what's going on in your world? Tell us. What chaps your ass? What for? What chaps my ass? Yeah, like you know, what's going? Just tell us what's what's, what's going on. I'll tell you. It, the North Carolina left, and I'm not talking about politics. You're talking traffic. I'm talking traffic here. <laughs> All right. I, I, here, let me set it up for you. We come to an intersection. And, uh, you know, the traffic's going straight through on both sides. And I'm approaching the intersection. I can go straight or I can make a right turn. The approaching traffic, if you're turning left, you yield everything. All of a sudden, people think that if they're making a left turn into the left lane of, of the lane I'm turning into, that's perfectly fine. They have a perfect right of way. While I'm turning right, they're turning left. I can tell you, it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> And if you live in Charlotte, if you, if you if you drive through the intersection of Charlottetown and and Stonewall, you'll see that well, well before COVID, you'll see, you would see an accident there every single morning because that's what people coming off of the ramp of 277, they yeah. come right down, they don't have an arrow, they make a left into the left turn lane, the people making a right off of Charlottetown, boom every day. Well, the issue goes back to our DMV training yes. our kids, right? Yes. It does. yes. <laughs> Well, and the fact that, you know, I don't think we can find a policeman out there on the street, right? This is true. Well, I thought you were going to say, you know, in the normal left turns, right, if somebody's in the left lane, they pull out into the intersection. No, no, that's fine. And, and then as the light changes, 
Then they think the oncoming traffic is supposed to just magically see them and stop and let yeah. them through. Yeah. That is that's actually illegal. Uh, You're supposed to stop behind the line. Yeah. But nobody does that. This crap goes on in every city. It, it, yeah, I know. City. Well, it's probably yeah. worse up north. Right? Oh, yeah. it's, it's Everything's worse up, worse up north, John. But it used, to be, it used to be like a hesitation. But now I'm seeing people just, as soon as the— as soon They're as just the, going. They just go. They bull right into the left lane. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's a grandpa. It chaps my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking about speaking of staying in your lane, bro, how about celebrities, particularly sports figures, weighing in on politics all the time, constantly weighing in on politics? I mean, we speak specifically of LeBron James. I mean, he is a really, really good basketball player. Totally. Perhaps yep. the greatest of all time. Okay. He's really good at scoring points. Do we really care what he has to say about politics? Or Stephon Curry or anybody else. Or Stephon Curry or Bruce Springsteen or Matthew McConaughey. Well, it's because they've got an audience, right? They've got followers. They've got people that are going to listen to them and listen to what – because they just idolize them. That's the whole celebrity thing. But I agree with you. Stay in your lane. Yeah, he's a phenomenal basketball yeah, player. Right. Keep being what does a phenomenal he know about politics. Yeah, wait a minute, isn't isn't your lane your opinion? Right. I mean, you can say whatever I, you want. Yeah. I mean, who who should we blame? Should we blame LeBron James or should we blame the media? It's for the media for asking. The yeah. media. Well, I mean, we 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 give our opinions. I mean, yeah. now we have a huge following out there. Well, yeah, I mean, of we, we we are responsible, right, with our opinions. <laughs> But I mean, is it LeBron's? I mean, he's a person, right? He's a citizen. He can, you know, if he votes, he's. He and can if anybody listens, the they choose but, to listen. Well, I would say I'm, I'm on with. But, but why is the media covering it? Why do they care? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they love it. They absolutely love covering it. Well, I, I mean, I would love to hear his foreign policy. You know, with a Plan. high school education from some school in Akron, Saint, right? Saint Vincent. Yeah. Okay. Catholic school. Yeah. Well, good for LeBron. Um, but yes, along the lines of the media, which gets me, is lately I've been seeing, especially since uh, political season just ended, suddenly like CNN has their fact checker, and yes. we got a local station that has Verify. Yes. Isn't yeah. that what the news is? We're supposed to check the facts and verify before we report it? <laughs> Why do only certain things get checked no. or verified? All the rest of the stuff is what? Unverified and unfact-checked. That's true. Oh. That's true. Including no. LeBron's opinion. Most of it is people talking about the news. It's people talking about the news as if that conversation is the news it's, itself. It's that, whatever gets ratings. That's really what it it's is. It's whatever right? gets ratings. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I, I, I'm going to totally change my the, 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 the tact here a little bit about what chaps my ass. Not can, the media, can, though, huh? Not the media. <laughs> can we just talk about why has Christmas – allowed to be at least outside if you want whatever you want to do in your own home is your own business but christmas decorations are going up pre-halloween there was a i saw a clip somebody was putting out the lows in 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 uh, atlanta september 23rd they had their christmas decorations out for people to buy mike what day was that I, uh, september, 23rd september 23rd was a was a uh wednesday okay thank you johnny you, you want to see my house literally my youngest son same thing in my house goes hey mom thanksgiving right out the door right over there just skip that because we're christmas I'm telling you, there should be a $50 per day fine. I've got a neighbor who has his decorations up for two weeks. $700. Been up for 14 days. He owes me. <laughs> I'm billing him. This is bullshit. I'm telling yeah. you, give yeah. me Thanksgiving I'm for what you. it is. Put your pu- Keep your pumpkins out. Stop raising the out. bar. Stop raising the bar for the rest of us. And That's what I'm saying. Day after. 
And, and then, then on the in the back end, they take them down December twenty sixth. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like no nah, man, I'm enjoying Christmas at least till New Year's. Halloween's well, I, Halloween's I getting totally screwed. Oh, Halloween's <laughs> totally, totally screwed. Totally yeah. well, flyover. Ever, they're even advertising the Black Friday sales in, before Halloween. Oh, they're not even doing Black Friday anymore. It's Black Friday every single day now. <laughs> Black November. <laughs> this is ridiculous. We've got to stop this pre Christmas stuff. Well, I'm with you. Fine. Yeah. Well, Everybody gets fine. Lows fifty dollars should be five hundred. I'm with you, man. I stopped my neighbor pooping on the do- pooping on the yard with the dog, man. Oh yeah, got got him last week with the sprinklers. Yep. <laughs> Ran, <laughs> ran in the back, hit the sprinklers. Britt can't get any work done anymore, though. BB? He just stares out his window and waits for this woman was to show she, up. Was she wearing a Christmas sweater? And then I peeked, I, peeked, I peeked through the uh, the garage window to make sure I'd gotten her. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know what hit her. Good for you. Yep, soaking Good ass for wet. You. That's hilarious. Yep, had, it stopped. It's done. Her Christmas decorations aren't up either. <laughs> did you get to her before the dog got to the lawn? I don't know, but I, I did it as quick as I could. <laughs> and then I, then I made sure I was successful, and I was. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I, what chaps my ass is kind of ch- chiming in what you say, Johnny. Like, so I enjoy grocery shopping. Okay. I do. I do, too. I enjoy going to the grocery yeah, store. Too. Nielsen wants to know what you too. buy. That's right. <laughs> right. In 1982. Exactly. <laughs> I don't have a $5 bill or a telescope, but I do enjoy grocery shopping. So I go to the grocery store, and there's a particular store in the city that we reside in. So they have all these temporary displays in every stinking aisle you want to go down, right? So I'm whizzing through the produce, whatever, you know, almost knocking over people because I'm avoiding the temporary display of fruitcake. Who in the hell is buying fruitcake that they need to put a display in the middle of the store, right? Why, so, why else would you buy fruitcake? It's the only you know, way you get to people is they break the fruitcake, right. and then they have to buy it. I mean, All right, know, marketing majors, I mean, tell them the three Ps. Price, product, and? Placement. There you placement. go. It's just but, like location. Like, you know, I mean, and <laughs> yeah, but you can't get your cart through. No. And, I, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm walking. Like, I tend to walk fast. Like, so when I'm whizzing around the bananas, I want to be like coming out of turn four Talladega, right? Right. I want to go past seafood, three wide. On my way to the milk. Is he right? whizzing by the bananas or whizzing <laughs> by the bananas? <laughs> so, and of course, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going by, by seafood, and there's a little old lady next to me. And I can even make, and I'm making the decision of do I cut her off or pump the brakes and let her go? Because I'm about to knock over a tinfoil display of <laughs> turkey oven roasted pans that have been there since the middle of October. Too. Right? Hit that. You're, you're not in right. the same store. Right. So I let her go by. I kind of cut in behind her. She abruptly stops. I almost run into her, and she gives me the, oh, I'm sorry, because she's checking out the chicken, right? I'm like, look, lady, you old battle axe, if you're going to peruse the poultry, get the hell out of my way, because I'm on my way to, I'm on my way to the milk. Right? Which, by the way, to your point, Calendar Mike, is in the corner of the store. All the way yeah. in the back. Uh-oh, All back. the way in the back. Nowhere to park. You know why? Krispy Kreme. Buy one, get one free. You got to watch that turn back or, there. Or you don't want to knock over the Krispy Kreme. So, right, over there. Right. Oh, oh, right. are the best. <laughs> now, chocolate covered. They are good, but I'm saying there's, 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 there's carts everywhere. So I park up by the dog food, right, and walk, right, because I know <laughs> I know the deal. Right? So I finally get to the checkout. Now, this particular store has four self-checkout counters on one end of the store and four on the other. They've never been opened at the same time. Okay, and they have twelve checkout counters. The most I've ever seen open at one time is probably six, 
and that is before a hurricane or a snowstorm. Well, you know it's not a right? food line because the most they would have had to open was one. <laughs> right. You can get so, in, but you can't get out. So so now, now I'm four deep waiting in line, okay? I got a woman in front of me. We I'm, Now I'm three deep. The woman in front of her checks out. I'm like, all right, we're making progress. The woman in front of me, Pulls she out. puts her first thing on the conveyor belt, and her phone rings. No. The whole world stops. And she picks it up. <laughs> and the guy, the register kid, right behind the yep. register, what question do you think he asked her? What that question is, is it? Did you find everything <laughs> what, you were looking no. for today? What's the next question? Is it emergency? Paper or plastic, Paper right? Or plastic. <laughs> she right? won't answer. Yeah. She looks at this kid and goes, like, she's aggravated. Like, what'd you ask me? Yeah, how dare you? And I feel like saying to you, what the hell you think he just asked you, lady? Like, you want your groceries tied up in a bandana on the end of a stick? No. Paper or plastic. Put your crap on the conveyor belt and move on. Right? So she is on the telephone, and we're probably could take her, I don't know, a minute or two to load up her stuff on the conveyor belt. Takes longer than that, and I'm irritated. I turn around. The people behind me, I'm rolling my eyes. Now they're rolling their eyes, too. We all know what's going on, right? <laughs> so. Turn the sprinklers on. Yeah. And the sprinklers. If there was a sprinkler in that store, I would have turned it on, no doubt, right? <laughs> Speaking of self-checkout, though, you should get a discount if you self-checkout. If I'm going to do their job for them, I should get compensated. Right. Yeah, you true. tell it to Nielsen, Mike. So, remember, well, remember the old gas station days, self-serve and full-serve? You got a discount for self-service. Why not the grocery store? So give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, maybe it's an emergency call. I'm like, lady, for Maybe the, the Leroy, of all that is holy, hang up your damn phone and get out of my way. And that, my friends, chaps See, my they ass. See, they need to do it like prices. Have you, you gone to prices chicken? Best chicken ever, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, going yeah, to prices, you, got your, you put your cell phone to your ear, they literally won't wait on you. Yep. They go, nope, next. It's perfect. It's That's great. what they like should the do. Like the soup Nazi. Yep. Yeah, right. <laughs> chicken Nazi. No chicken for you. But here's the point. If no chicken for you. If you're going to be on the phone in the grocery store, go to the aisle with the elect, like the light bulbs, the air filters, and the electricity cords because nobody goes down that aisle. Get out of people's <laughs> way, right? But we, we got a process here, man, right? We're already limited with the number of open checkout spaces. I, I suggest the next crazy. time you grab a National Enquirer, Mark, and just settle yourself Drives. down. You're going to be there for a while. Okay? It's like waiting for your CVS receipt. This could take a while. They may report oh. on who LeBron, LeBron James wants for president, right. so it's worth reading. <laughs> yeah. Hey, who do, you think, who do you think ought to be president? <laughs> How much money does CVS spend in like receipt paper? <laughs> a ton. Warehousers like, they're our biggest client. Yeah. Keep it going. Yeah. I mean, an NFL chain gang could pull a CVS receipt out there to do a measurement late in the game. It'd probably be right about 10 yards. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm with you in LeBron James. He's a hell of a basketball player. But, dude, just, just shoot hoops. And, and it, to, to me, it goes for also. I mean, it's the same thing with the musicians and the actors and stuff. I'm really not that interested in what the, they The think only about. one I think that uses their platform for good is Bono. It's all about charity. But he goes under the table. Nobody knows what he's doing. My Everybody one, else is. My one oh. celebrity encounter. Bono, when we get to that eventually, oh, okay. maybe next episode. That was my one celebrity encounter was with Bono. You mean you saw his album cover in no. the store? I saw, I, saw him in, I saw him in person on Capitol Hill in the Capitol coming out of a hearing. You should listen to Dylan. He just plays music. I hear you. No yeah. opinion. Oh, Guy yeah. says nothing. So, all right, the holidays are coming up. We got families coming in, right? You know, so we all have kids. I think all of our kids are grown, 21 and above. So what, what fatherly advice did you get from your father that you can hand down to your children. 
<laughs> as a gift <laughs> or lessons. <laughs> lessons 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 learned. in life let's see my old man he uh he was uh, he gave us quite a lesson on what i would call decorating the house <laughs> all right i gotta reel it back i gotta set it up for you we got, he's baltimore all right in the uh, late 70s, early 80s here. Baltimore, for those of you who didn't understand that. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a English, city in Maryland. Drunk driving laws are just starting to get enforced, okay? But they're stiff enough that, you know, going out to the bar at my old man's age isn't too smart, right? So they have these clubs where they go, and they, hey, it's a good time. It's a, the one, the club that he went to was at the bottom of a bingo hall all the way back in the corner. They had, they cooked pizza, they steamed uh, hot dogs and roast beef, they shot darts, they played pool, they, uh, Played cards. They watched whatever Orioles or Colts game was on. It was great. Right? I mean, that's a family vacation oh, for yeah. most Baltimoreans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if I wanted to, use, if I wanted to use the car, right? A lot of times I had to go pick the old man up. Right? I dropped him off. I had the car. I had to pick him up on the way back. Now there's no last call. One night I bring him back. He's pretty. He's pretty. He's feeling pretty good. We live in the row home. One. There's one full bathroom. We did have a toilet. Meaning it was with, occupied or was one full no, one, in, terms of the house. in terms of the number of fixtures? <laughs> no, the whole house. One full bedroom. I mean, one full bathroom. Every so toilet and tub. Yeah. Combined right there next to each other. And yes. sink. Now, okay. we had a toilet downstairs, a toilet only. Okay. That so was across from the sump pump and the furnace, so, and it was like a little light bulb hanging on a string. It's like so, I was sitting in prison, so we didn't really go down there. So one and a quarter. The realtor advertised it as one and a quarter bath. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Needs updating. So we get home. I, you know, go into the rooms. I'm laying there. We, you know, we live in the old, the old townhouse. We got plaster walls, not the drywall, plaster walls. I don't know, two, three in the morning. It's, I hear water running. I'm like, all right, maybe my younger brother, he comes home. He, he sometimes takes a shower before he hits the sack. I look out, I open my door, look out, his door's shut. I'm like, oh, and in him. I look over there. The bathroom door doesn't shut all the way. You can see the light crack. I'm like, who the hell's in the bathroom? I roll over there. I push the knock on the door. I don't hear anything. I push it open, and I, and all I see is my old man sitting on the on the on the john. <laughs> he's leaning forward and he's looking like in the bathtub. You know, we have the sliding doors, the glass doors. He's looking in at the faucet and he looks very confused. And behind him, the tank busted and the water shooting up like Old Faithful. <laughs> His back is soaking wet. I said, Dad, what the hell is going on? He goes, Hey, Roots. He calls me Roots. I hear water running. I can't figure out where it's coming from. I said, hey, turn around. <laughs> he stands up, and he's just like, holy moly. What the hell? Of course, my mother wakes up. She comes in. Oh, my God. What is going on? Last words of her and my old man was, don't worry about it, Mary. I'll take care of it tomorrow. Staggers, boom, in the bed he goes. Water's all over the place. I bend down to try to turn the water off. Of course, old house. Doesn't work. I right. go all the way down to the basement near the prison, John, and turn the main water switch on. At, at 3 a.m. At 3 a.m. Water's coming through the house into the kitchen, <laughs> through the cabinets. I shut it down. My poor mother, I had to stay up with her for like an hour cleaning all the dishes again without a dishwasher. We need to do all this stuff. Get it set. Go to bed. Next morning, I hear this knock on the door. An old man comes in. Hey, Roots, you and, uh, you and Barry, call my younger brother Barry. We got to go to the store. Your mother said I got to get this toilet fixed before she gets back from shopping. <laughs> so now these days we don't have a Home Depot or Lowe's. It's you have a plumbing store, you got a hardware store. It's all different right. places. We go to this plumbing store in our house. And, and my guess is he probably knows a guy, right? I, I don't think he knew anybody here. <laughs> You're the guy. Yeah, yeah. he knew Roots, my brother and I, Roots and Bear. That's all he knew. You right? got to have a guy. So so we 
we go into this plumbing store, and you know, we, he takes us in the. Uh, he tell you, hey, I need a tank, right? Because uh, it was just a tank that broke. The guy's like, well, how old's the toilet? My father's like, ah, you know, it's been there for eighteen, who knows how many years, right? <laughs> Twenty plus years or whatever it is. And the guy's like, eh, I don't think we're gonna match it up. We're gonna get you a whole new toilet. So, yeah, father makes a little grimace and like, all right, his wallet titans and he's like okay let's go we go over there we're looking at the toilets you know you got your oblong bowls you get round bowls we're and you, the junior cadets came in about the time we started picking up dog poop in plastic bags you guys remember that <laughs> smaller toilet seats and picking up dog poop in yeah. a plastic bag That's right. That's right. so we get in there he settles on this thing and the guy says do you have a seven inch or a ten inch rough in it's like, kind oh, of a man. personal question he kind of looks he kind of thinks for a minute he looks around and he just says I got the kind you sit down on. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody in that store just stopped dead and thought every head turned right over to us. And the guy goes, I know where you live. I think I know what you need. We're taking this one. And then right when we're ready to get out, my father says, hey, what, what's up with these, uh, these, color, these toilets over here? They're different colors. The guy says, oh, you know, they're on sale. You know, just nobody's buying them, but, you know, we got to make a good deal. And he turns to my brother and I and says, hey. That green one would look great in the bathroom because it would match your mother's wallpaper. And both of us said, mm, Dad, I'm not so sure mom wants the toilet to match the wallpaper. <laughs> said, no, no, this is great. It's great. He goes, and you know what? I'm going to get one of those cushion seats to put on top of it. Oh, oh no. those things he goes, are beautiful. My, he goes, I'm awesome. tired of my ass falling asleep when I'm taking a bathroom. <laughs> So I, so my brother and I are like, hey, all right, we're just along for the ride. So in, into the into the olds goes the green toilet, okay, and the padded seat. And we get home, and we my brother and I haul it upstairs. And right when we get everything in the bathroom, all of a sudden I, I hear the crack of a of a beer can. I turn around, there's the old man. He says, hey. Let me know if you guys need any help. I'm going to be in the next room watching the game. And I remember this day because it was the game in the NFL where they had the first announcerless game. It was between the Jets and the Dolphins. Calendar Mike, when was it? Well, now we know, December 20th, 1980. There you Let's go. Say, I still swear it was 84. Oh, I think oh, Wikipedia is wrong. <laughs> 80. So Rich, I remember Richard that Todd game. and David Woodley. So Stone the old man disappears into the room to watch the game. And my brother and I, with zero plumbing experience, are saying, okay. <laughs> How do we get this thing? We, we unbolt it. We scrape the wax ring out. We put the new one in. Bam. We put it in. We put everything together. Hey, it's working. Beautiful. We Easy go downstairs. Peasy. My mother comes home. We're, my brother and I look at each other. As soon as we heard her come in the door, my, my mother said, you get that toilet fixed? Oh, yeah, man. Come on. It's great. Up the steps they go, and that's what I hear. Oh, my God. A green toilet. And he goes, isn't it beautiful? It matches the wallpaper. And what's my mother say? I don't want my toilet to match the wallpaper. <laughs> so there you go. Don't, uh, when you, uh, as simple as a toilet, uh, all right? Don't make a decision without the lady. That's right, yeah. That's the, that's the moral. And do not match the toilet to the wallpaper. Oh, never, never. Ever. But you oh look at the green. It was a nice green, too. It wasn't a light Avocado green, green if it was. Yeah, yeah, avocado. Yeah. I think that's that was the color. Right there. It I was. think that yep. was the color. Yeah. Very popular I did take the padded seat, though. That was, uh, that was a good choice there. <laughs> In today well, in Greg's house, a padded seat? No, no, oh, no, no, no. You didn't learn right, that. I don't but, know. I, but, but I do have a bidet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We got to hear about that. Day. That's yeah, for another we got to hear about that. Well, you know, when I think of lessons from my father, there's one story that comes to mind clearer than anything. Uh, you know, I grew up in Minnesota. Now, I think all of us, maybe except for you, Calendar Mike, that grew up in in the North. Oh, I did. Right, Buffalo, New York. Oh, Buffalo. That's right. You're originally from Buffalo. Yes. yes. But anyhow. 
you know, we all had basements, right? So mm-hmm. I'm a teenager. I don't know about you guys, but the basement the, oh, was yeah. king. Basement, the, the club basement. We we called it Sin City growing up, right? <laughs> I mean that that you know, when you're 15, 14, 15, that's where you took your girlfriend, right? Well, anyway, I'm 15 years old. I can't drive, right? Because you know, Minnesota, you got to be 16 to drive. So I dating this girl. I've got to you know, I'm going over to her house in order to you know go hang out with her on a Friday night or whatever. My dad has to drive me. She's in the next town. So we, we're heading over there, and it, it, you know, again, my dad. Now you got to sort of picture this a little bit because my dad is a Navy guy, right? Anybody, any other military fathers here? That yeah. I, and my 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 dad was he was tough. I mean, he was the kind of guy who would stand there and watch you eat your eat your breakfast, and if you didn't put your bowl in the sink immediately, it'd be like boom, hey, get what are you doing? Anyway, so my father's driving me over to the to my you know girlfriend's house, ninth grade, whatever it is. And I'll never forget this like it was a day. I can tell you exactly what this girl's driveway looked like when this fatherly advice occurred because he pulls in and I'm just I'm reaching for the door from the passenger seat to hit the, you know, hit the handle to get out and he reaches over and he grabs me in the arm just like this. And he goes, "Hey, don't do anything you wouldn't do with your mother." Okay. <laughs> Think about that for just a second. All of a sudden, your pants like <laughs> no action. Don't do anything you wouldn't do with your mother. What kind of fatherly advice is that? <laughs> so I walk in the house, and this girl looks at me, and she's like, "We're going downstairs. Let's go to the basement." I'm like, "No, no, my mother doesn't like the basement. Let me just where my mom does laundry. A minute, <laughs> give me a minute." To get my head around this, I mean, he has ruined me. I mean, I think this is where ED comes from. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the same stuff that my, you know, old man told me. Like, so I'm engaged at this point, right? And I'm engaged, and I'm probably two months of getting married. My father calls me at work. He goes, "I got to talk to you." I'm like, "All right, what's up? Like, you know, are you sick? Are you ill? What's going on? You know what I mean?" I got to talk about your marriage. I'm like, "Okay, that's a big like, topic." <laughs> He literally says on the phone, let me tell you one thing, and remember this for the rest of your life. You got to treat your wives like dogs. They need to be trained. <laughs> oh, no, 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 and, no. And for those of you who know my wife, now I married oh, an yeah. absolute oh. gorgeous blonde, yeah. strong personality, and I have been happily married for 27 years. I never told her that story <laughs> until I was about seven years in marriage. Until now. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, my, I was speechless. I was like, She's not a lab puppy, Dad. Yeah. Like what? What? What the? Hell? What in God's green earth are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So the, the lessons to learn from my old man were what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Dad. I gotta go. I gotta do something, but I can't talk to you anymore. Right? Yeah. I mean, oh, Christ, I should be in therapy. For <laughs> well, that kind of reminds awesome, me of man. thinking about you know. Be in that age, I mean, right? Cars. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. I yeah. mean, what, what, can we? Do you have a piece of shit car? Oh, totally. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be mercifully <laughs> brief. Ford Mustang, '66. Now this Classic. is a true story. Classic. Classic. My brother is a little he's four and a half years older than me. He takes me. What out year there. are you getting this? So how old is the car? All right. So this is uh, I'm 16. You do the math, Mike. Uh, 78. Born in '62, 78. All right. <laughs> 
And we, we find it in the paper. You know, you can't find it on the internet. We find it in the paper, and it's way out in the country. We go to see this guy, and we crank it up, and this thing sounds like the engine is blown. I mean, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We drive it down the street. My brother goes, oh, my God, if you don't buy this, I will. I'm like, what, what's the deal? He goes, it's got a cracked manifold. I, like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> We I still don't. bought that car because he thought, no, no, Greg, I don't either. I don't want to oversell this thing. I saw what you driving, Mike. It might have one. I don't want to oversell this thing. It, it had rusted out floorboards, the whole deal. But but let me tell you, 66 hardtop Mustang. It, it was the small engine. I will grant you that. But let, let me tell you something. Crack manifold. We went to the junkyard, $10. It took us six hours that day to fix it. This is a true story. Put the manifold on, cranked up. Boom. Perfect. Drove that thing for about a year and a half, sold it for three grand. Ah. Purred like my wife in our first year of marriage. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's my first car story. Beat that. Uh, What do you got, Brett? I mean, (laughs) mean, Mike, growing up in Buffalo, you had to have like a beater, right? I did not have a car in Buffalo. I didn't get my first car until I was 22 years old. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I didn't and have now he bitches about traffic. Okay. Uh, okay. By the way, I'm still driving it, so. <laughs> that does not surprise me. Okay. Growing up in Buffalo, so I thought, first snowmobile piece of shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, no, my first car, I didn't get, I got out, when I got out of college and needed a car for work. So I graduated in 83 and bought a used 1982 Monte Carlo. So it wasn't a bad Whoa. car. It's a personal luxury Ooh. sedan was the category back then. It oh, probably had it? an opera window and a half of vinyl top. That's what the Intimidator <laughs> did not. Baby. No, it was a um, it was a metal top. I do remember it only at AM radio. Did uh, no did air a, conditioning. Did Ricardo Montalban with rich Corinthian <laughs> leather endorse it? No, it was <laughs> as I remember yeah. it cost about seven thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's an expensive car back then. In 1983, a a one-year-old Monte Carlo cost about uh, $7,000. And I bought it. I think the place is still there. Town and Country Ford over on... uh, Yeah, that Monte Carlo. Yeah, Yeah, so that's where I bought it from. Yeah, the Monte Carlo is buried hood down in the back lot right now, too. So being 22 years old, I bought a little bit more sensible of a car. Figuring out how to get to work, and I wanted something reliable and... It looked okay, and sure, why not? So, unfortunately, it's not that interesting of a story. It's more of a sensibility story. Well, like many of your stories, it is uh, sensibility-based, which is good, because <laughs> mine mine is was not as much. Uh, I, I drove, so I didn't get my license till I was about 17 years old. You know, up until that time, I drove a 10-speed, which was a beaut. Um, Raleigh, <laughs> Raleigh record. It was, it was sweet, white and orange. Um, but uh, so I get my license. My grandfather lived with us when I was growing up. My, my mother's father lived with us. So we were kind of like uh, living in a European country, two generations under the same roof. And he had a uh, car that I learned to drive on. It was a 1977 Plymouth Volare. Oh, yeah. Volare. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we all know the words, right? Yeah. <laughs> Bought with cash, currency. My grandfather would walk into a dealership with his pockets full of greenbacks and buy a car right mm. off the lot. And it was nice. always a Plymouth. Okay. So this was the car that I, when I turned 16 and was practicing driving, this is the car that was parked out front. So I learned how to drive on the, on the Plymouth Volare. It was pea green. Uh, inside and out. So in t- the steering wheel, the dashboard, the seats, and the metal were all the same color. The only thing that wasn't was the tires were black and the hubcaps 
were too. So it matched. So so double B. So it matched Kurtz's toilet and wallpaper. Exactly. It may have been avocado. That may have been the color. So it turns out I did a little research on this. The Plymouth 1977 Plymouth Volari and Dodge Aspen were the most recalled cars in history at that time. There you go. More most than the Pinto. Right. History. So. We get we I learn how to drive on the Valari and that's great. And then I get my license and my grandparents, another set of grandparents, live nearby. They let me drive their '73 Coupe DeVille. Ooh, that's fancy. Okay, with a five, I believe it was a 501 GMC engine. It was fastest car in, in the parking lot at school. Is that a I mean, big car? Big car, oh, beautiful. Yeah, I thought so. had the power antenna, so it would go up and down just oh, enough to get the station that you were that listening to. About a first down long, wasn't yep. it? Yeah, it was. It was beautiful, absolutely beautiful car. Pewter had the white, uh, you know, the white vinyl top in the back there, just enough top to cover up the back window. It was beautiful. But uh, anyway, not very practical. So my folks said, "Hey, we got to get a new car. We're gonna, you know, we're going down to the beach for the summer. We need to have something to drive back and forth." So they went out and bought a 1979 Ford Mustang. Yeah, okay, baby. third generation, known as the yeah. third generation, not a Mustang too. Don't mistake it, but very similar. It it came. It was thirty six hundred dollars. It came with an eighty two dollar payment. That eventually became mine. But here's what distinguished this car at the time of purchase and then later at the time of trade-in. Number one, it didn't have radial tires. Number two, there was no gas in the tank. It ran out of gas in the first block off the dealership. My dad had to go <laughs> walk down the street, Wait, buy what? gas. Just it, it, it was 1979. Sign. Wait, <laughs> no yeah. gas in tank. Right. Wait, hold on a second. It, isn't that the first question you ask? Yeah. Like, if I buy this, do like, I get the how gas? How much gas is in the tank? Yep. Yeah. So the other thing that it didn't have, and he decided wasn't important, was it didn't have a shift knob. It had a four-speed transmission, but no knob. So it was exposed metal threads on the stick shift. Okay. And I didn't know how to drive stick. Wow. So between the grinding of the clutch. <laughs> And the grinding of my hand against this unknobbed shifter, okay, it was a shit show for the first two weeks of me learning how to drive this car. Did you have to buy a catcher's mitt to shift yeah. gears? Like, it, it was brutal. Go to the Kmart and get the, get the shift knob. Now, over the course of time, drove this thing through college. My parents gave me the car and the payment book at the same time. It was a package deal. So here I am in college making an $82 a month payment while I'm you know borrowing money to get through school. Over the course of time, I decided if I'm going to drive this thing, I've got to make it feel a little bit more like me, okay? So modifications were air shocks in the back. When I wanted to jack it up, I would pull up, open up the trunk, pull up to an air hose, and Stop stick it, it in there. Yeah. You did not. Oh, yeah. You did and not. And the back end of my Mustang would go... Come on. Absolutely jacked it up to the max. Like sitting in a theater, right? (laughs) Exactly. That is like, (laughs) this is before power seats, right? So if you want to get up, you need to do something to suspension. That is two shades of red. Yeah. So I, I jacked it up. I saved my money to do this, bought some new fat tires for it. And then I made a special purchase, which before the online days, there was a catalog called J.C. Whitney, and you could order oh, yeah. every auto part you I ever needed. I love J.C. Whitney. Well, J.C. Penny was the go-to spot. Whitney. J- Whitney. 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 It's now carparts.com. Yes. It was the go-to spot for the dune buggy steering wheel. Nice. Ooh. The little tiny, like six-inch diameter only steering wheel that every self-respecting 20-year-old needed to have in his <laughs> the car. The same padding you'd find on a toilet seat at the time. Exactly. <laughs> just, just as comfortable. I put that baby on there, jacked that thing up, and covered it through the course of four years of college in stickers, bumper stickers, all kinds of messages, things like that. 
got pulled over a couple of times for not having a safe vehicle. When I traded it in for my Jeep in 1983, I said, hey, guys, what are you going to do with that back window? You guys just take the stickers off? They're like, I think we're just going to replace the back window. <laughs> Being a UVA guy, did you have a Virginia Friends for Lovers sticker on that? I had a Virginia for Lovers oh, sticker. Oh, I had, don't I, go I had, there. I had, just about, I had just about every sticker you could have. But this thing was, uh, I should mention, it was a powerhouse. It was uh, 88 horsepower. Which is about a you know third of what you'd get on the average uh, with a the Toyota Prius right now. Eight, wait, wait a minute, eighty eight horsepower. Eighty eight horsepower. Come on, don't the Amish have more than that? <laughs> <laughs> eighty eight horses. Exactly. Eighty eight horsepower, only forty uphill, and it was. Uh, I failed to mention this, guys, but its color. I looked it up on the color chart. It wasn't orange. It was tangerine. Oh yeah, Ooh. gotta love that. You gotta love that. Tangerine. What guy doesn't want to drive a jacked up tangerine 1979 Mustang <laughs> with a little foamy steering like wheel? Miami Vice. Absolutely. And man. the Virginia is for lovers sticker. Virginia for lovers, among others. <laughs> among others. Dude, so. My quick, quick mind was I had a 76 uh, Dodge Colt, which really was a Mitsubishi. Yep. Right? Yep. And I had to hide it from my grandfather. Who was a World War II guy? Yeah, because he wouldn't have that. And he come over and helped me like change the tires. Went back in the days you had to put snow tires on. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. Yep. It was silver. Had a nice fat stripe down the side. No heat. No AC. Had a 440 AC. Four windows down at 40 miles an hour. <laughs> That's right. And it leaked every time it rained. There was a puddle yep. in the front passenger oh, yeah. seat. Yeah. You could all the open time. up the glove compartment to be full of snow. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> but I remember when he was he was he, he kept wanting to I, he kept wanting to uh, tune the car up and I kept saying no. Nah. And I, back then it was like those that's when those shots started opening up like Precision Tune was back in Baltimore. Oh, yeah. I was like, no, man, I'll just take it there. He popped that hood and he saw that Mitsubishi label on there and he goes, this is a damn... <laughs> 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 that was a great car. I, I ran that thing till it died. Yeah, well, I wanted to... I, I, I went with the stickers, guys. The truth of the matter is I really wanted to find a set of Venetian blinds that would cover up the windows for when I was having... Uh, when I wanted some privacy while I was driving. And uh, I wanted one of that, but I couldn't, couldn't I don't know find if we want to go know. there. I couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't find a set that fit. I mean, the Scooby-Doo van had taken the last set off the shelf, so I was, uh, I was out of luck. But uh, anyway, th- those were, those were some, some good days. We had some uh, we, we had a lot of fun. Right. Scale of 1 to 10, chick magnet car. Four, three. No, was it was it, two. It was well, a chick magnet. if I had any air in my shocks or not, Mark. <laughs> Good answer. Brent, remind him the chick magnet was the driver, not the car. That's oh right. yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, it, it, it served its purpose well, man. It. Uh, I did trade it in. I had a lot. Of, I had a lot of good times driving that car, and I. I, uh, I have fond memories of it, but it was not exactly what you'd call an American classic. Yeah, but nowadays, I mean, you know, these kids are like, oh, I can't believe I got to drive a twenty six. You know, Land Rover. That's right. My buddy has a 2018. <laughs> That's right. Shut the hell up. Yeah, and they didn't even pay for it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, I got it. I got the payment book too. So yeah, it was all good, man. All right. Well, I'll tell you guys right now. If you didn't learn anything, our listeners from this episode, <laughs> you're in a coma, <laughs> so. or you're in good company. This is right. dads talking about things that middle-aged dads talk about. That's exactly. Right. <laughs> Johnny's. I can't wait to go home and learn to uh, apply all the plumbing knowledge I now have. Exactly. We got a bartender question out of the blue. Zoo, here's your question. All right. First album you ever bought with your own money. That's all I want to know, boys. Whoa. What <laughs> was I on just the sold table? my first album at a garage sale uh, two months ago. What was it? The Who's Next. 
by The Who. You wow. rolled with me, really? Yeah. That, that was your first one? That was the first one. Who's next by The Who? Mine was Elvis Presley, Greatest Hits. I split it with my brother. I was like... The yes. album or the price? No, the album. Oh. It was like seven. <laughs> like, yeah. I think mine was... Pope? I think, I think mine was Elton John's Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Yep. Oh, that was a good one. What was he, What year was that? Seventy six. Uh, an album or a forty five? Because oh, I that's had, the whole. I was a double album. Okay, all right. That was a double album. Yeah. Because see, I was late buying the albums because we didn't have a stereo. You know, he might well, be listening, but my older brother he had a ton of albums, so I listened to all his stuff, and yeah. I just bought what he didn't have. <laughs> Sorry, Le. I'm thinking Almond Brothers. Something like maybe Eat a Peach. No, it's earlier than Eat a Peach. Yeah. Uh, something Almond Brothers. Maybe maybe a little uh, Led Zeppelin. Something in there. Oh, now you're going back to the 60s. Yeah, I, I loved Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. Up. Oh, yeah. Well, he yeah. was dating early. He was buying albums early. I mean, John, <laughs> nobody knew this was going on in Minnesota. In fact, we didn't even know it was in the United States when I was growing up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We knew it was terribly dry up there, though. <laughs> yes. Well, you could, you could drive over to Wisconsin and drink. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. You could drink over there. Oh, and yeah. And drink milk oh, yeah. and beer. You can get milk and beer in Wisconsin, right? <laughs> well, I mean, don't, don't get me started on the accent, Minnesota, you know. Oh, yeah. They're Johnny, how's it going down there in North Carolina? You know, oh, yeah, you're looking good. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think my first album might have been a Steve Miller band or something like that, but I can't remember. We did not have a turntable for a long time in our house, and so I had a. Uh, I, I probably can't really remember even buying an album, maybe till college, but if it, it could have been a Steve Miller album. Fly Like an Eagle, something like that. Love been, it, love it. At that time, yeah. All Classic. great music. Still a great music. Still great music. I mean, the stuff Classic. I listened to then, I could yeah. still listen to yes. today, as we've talked about. So, Calendar, what about you? Oh, the who's next? Who's oh, next? Oh, you said that, sorry. And, and I will point out, I'm the only one who knows where it went. Where are where are your albums that you bought? Yeah, mine are in my garage. Mine, mine are in my garage. You still have it? with the mice. You still have it. Hey, by the way, I have made contact with my college band, Bryce Street. Any of you guys from North went to college in North Carolina? Wait, hold on. Bryce Street. Yeah, you they were, were in a big band. In they were huge yeah, in, 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 in the North early Carolina 80s. and Virginia. And and Jack Atchison, who's the drummer singer, he has got a Facebook page star. You can actually go on there right now to brycestreet.com or, or whatever the Facebook pages, and you can download the first two albums. I actually have the third album, a bootleg that nobody else has. I sent it to him recently. Did you wow. make it? These are like the, the lost archives. No, I the lead guitarist gave it to me. I sent it back to Jack. I said, do you have these songs? He said, no, my God, we lost the master tapes. I swear to God, this is the coolest thing. So uh, yeah, I sent I remember him back Bryce eight songs, Bright Street. Oh, I love those They were guys. big in Raleigh in the oh. early 80s. Before the Connells. Rise up in the night. About the oh. same time as the Connells, actually. Maybe yeah. Before. I love the Connells. Saw them recently. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, awesome. I digress. No, that's awesome. I digress. We all do because we're old. That's <laughs> what <laughs> happens. Evidenced by our first albums, I, I, I which are all 50 years ago. Since our last episode, guys, I have gone way back into the old music, man. I've been listening to Little Feet a lot. That was huge when I was, I mean, I the, love Little, Little George gr- died oh. the year I graduated high school. Well, hey, and I, here we are listening to him, you know, 40 years I'll later. Tell you, I saw Little George the last night that he was alive. No way. Did you really? Warner Theater. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I went and saw him next, and he that's, died that night. Oh my god! He was solo. Great. He was that's solo. crazy. What did he say to you before he? No, oh, no, I oh. didn't see him personally. I saw him. <laughs> <in the concert. laughs> Craig, 
I want you to remember this when you do your podcast. Actually, what he said is, hey, Greg, I've got toilet problems. Can you come over to my house and help fix them? Exactly. He said, Greg, I need another Heineken Dark. That's awesome. That was after he put out his solo album. Thanks, I'll eat it here. He toured with it. Oh, yeah. He was it with little feet. Yep. Yeah, he, died in, stuff, he died man. in Northern Virginia, in the, yeah. uh, Arlington. Oh, George. Oh, God bless him. Uh, we got, we got so many topics for oh, episode yes. number yes. three. Yes, we do. So many topics. Celebrity counters coming up. Right? Yes. Yep. All right. Yep. We could talk about our first piece of crap house. Yep. Or anything else on the docket. But, uh, again, it was a lot of fun. Johnny, take us home, Hunt, baby. Can I, before, before we go, let, let, let me give a quick shout-out for those of you in the Charlotte listening area or anywhere close. There's a new beer I would like you to try. I know we started on episode one talking about beers. And Triple C Brewery over in the South End is just announced or just introduced on November 7th a new beer, which I happen to have right here in front of me. It's about two-thirds gone already, called Butterfly Smiles. Now, let me tell you about this beer. This is unbelievable. This is a pale ale. Not too hoppy, is it, Greg? I give you a little sip. Yeah, for a pale ale, it's... It's citrusy. Okay. He doesn't look too hoppy about it. It's a session ale. Larry, I'm going to give you a sample right now. It's a session ale, so which means it's not super carbonated. Citrusy, pale ale, delicious, selling. It's their largest first issue selling beer that they've ever done out of Triple C. So go to Triple C. Let me tell you, there's a couple things why you want to do this. Number one, the, the artwork on the can okay as you can see here is designed by a woman with with down syndrome yeah it, okay it's, it's for this a great is cause cool this is for a good cause it, missy moss is the artist she 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 designed this kind of caricature butterfly and 10 percent of the proceeds that triple c sells is going to go back to inreach and other nonprofits that help folks with special needs developmental physical disabilities and so you know we drink we don't need a cause to drink but you know, when you get a cause to drink, it's like a twofer yeah. in my book. It's so awesome. Just don't buy it in the store where uh, Huck shops. The fruitcakes are in the way. You can't get to it. <laughs> You're damn right. It'll yeah. be warm before yeah. you check out. Right. <laughs> and, and if you do, make sure you mark it down on your Nielsen list. <laughs> where can you get it, though, John? Well, it, it you can, go, of course, go to the brewery and get it, but it's also going to be available in Reeds and, and, and a few other local retailers. So be on the lookout for Butterfly Smiles. Contrary to what people believe about us, we are givers. Yes, we Absolutely. are. Absolutely. We are. Yep. We are. Well, Huck, I, 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 this has been so much fun with you guys. I just want to quick give us a quick send-off and, and, and do it in, in the style of our friend Ron Burgundy and say that, you know, I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving and and. You know what else? What more can we say than just hey, people, be kind to each other, stay classy, That's Charlotte, right. and everybody else wherever you're listening from, and enjoy the Christmas decorations. Peace, everybody. You've been listening to Three Beers In. Like what you heard? Subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever questionable podcasts can be found. For Three Beers In, this is your bartender. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.